Hey friend, today I'd like to introduce you to Scott Wilhite, who is a speaker, best-selling author, and an award-winning filmmaker. Now that sounds very impressive and you might think, yeah, video comes easy to this guy, but he has a really interesting story on how he got there, and I know you're going to relate to his story. His passion is to get you unstuck from your doubts, fears, and limiting beliefs and help you use the power of video to serve, sell, and scale. So grab your favorite cup of joe and let's dive in. Hey there, sister. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Allison Scholes, and I am on a mission to help mompreneurs like you ditch the Instagram overwhelm and take control of your time on the app and build an extraordinary brand and business, but still be fully present with your family and just be crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with Instagram strategies, marketing hacks, branding and business tips with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. And today I have my friend Scott here. And Scott and I, we are going to talk about five mistakes entrepreneurs are making when they're using video for their businesses. So before we jump into all the great information that I know Scott is going to share with us today, Scott, I would love for you to introduce yourself to my audience. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Allison. You know, I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited about what you were doing and the people that you were serving. And uh, and we talked a little offline before we started and talked about the fear that people have of showing up on video and using video, the power of video to make the Im- their impact in the world. And I really believe that that God is calling each of us, whispering to our hearts that we have things that he wants us to share uh, to help others. And so anyway, I'm really grateful for what you were doing with helping them and happy to share the things that I have learned along my journey. Well, speaking of your journey, Scott, I have a feeling that there might be a story here because I know everyone has an entrepreneurial journey. So give us an idea about how you came to this point now being a filmmaker and was it a straight road for you? Uh, Well, I think with most entrepreneurs, it's not a straight road. And for me, it was very twisty and windy. Um, Anyway, so so where I was is I was a corporate filmmaker. I was doing fundraising films, the best fundraising films you've never seen. And, uh, (laughs) you know, working the job there. But I felt like there was, you know, like God wanted me that I had something greater to do in my life. And I had no clue what it was, but I it just kept eating away at me. And I thought nobody else knows about this. You know, it's just this feeling that I have. And I was working on it all the time, you know, doing my day job, but I just, I couldn't get this feeling out of my heart and didn't know what to do about it. Well, one day I lost my job. (laughs) And uh, so here I am at this crossroads. I can take the safe route, which is to continue doing films and just find other companies to, uh, to sponsor the projects and be able to do the films for them. Uh, or I can follow this thing in my heart that I have no clue what it is, but I feel called to do this and I have no idea how to make money doing that. Uh, you know, people don't pay for short films and that's what I felt like was my gift and my talent to 
bring to the world. And uh, anyway, I, I followed my heart. Actually, honestly, I followed both. I kept one foot over here while I was, <laughs> you know, doing uh, doing the entrepreneurial stuff. And it was not a uh, it was not easy. It was not a straight road. So the first thing that I did, um, I I created the Reader's Digest film channel. You know, <laughs> anyway, I actually didn't, um, <laughs> but I pitched it. To, I pitched it to the management and they didn't go for it. But I thought, hey, this is great. You know, this is a this is a place that I could do short films. They could be inspirational. They can have, you know, great messages to them. People would know what it is. They didn't go for it. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to create my own brand. So I created, created cleanshorts.tv, which actually didn't go anywhere and uh, did not take off. And then I had this idea uh, to, uh, I took, uh, I borrowed a whole lot of money from a friend of mine and I took my entire 401k savings and I put it into this business that, uh, that, that taught the skills of happiness. And we created this app together and uh, and then I created these three films that were going to go viral and we're going to launch this business and let people know that happiness was a skill and it was going to be this amazing thing. And it failed to make its money back. And I was I was embarrassed. I was just heartbroken about this. And it was like this big public failure to me. And so, you know, for a long time, I cowered in the corner, you know, kind of rocking back and forth in fetal position, uh, just embarrassed with shame uh, about the failure of that. Well, you know, I, you know, I licked my wounds eventually and started other things. I tried doing, um, I tried doing speaker films to help launch speakers out. And uh, I, that actually put me more into debt <laughs> doing project work for other people. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to just forget this. I'm going to go after wealthy people and I'm going to help wealthy people preserve their family legacies and, you know, communicate the sense of belonging, the sense of identity to their families by telling their family stories. And I couldn't get wealthy people to buy into this. And I am just shattered you know, my wife is providing for our family. She's a school teacher and I am just filled with guilt and shame. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, as a husband, I'm not really providing and, uh, and, you know, and then, and just all the public failures along the way, just, I feel so embarrassed about them. Uh, I feel, you know, anyway, like you can kind of, it, it was just this horrible journey uh, where I just beat myself up all over because, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> since this, since since you're a church lady, since, <laughs> you know, we kind of <laughs> talked about before, since we can talk openly about Jesus here, I felt like I was in partnership with God on all of these different projects, on all of these different businesses. And so if I'm in partnership with him, it's going to work out, right? Mm -hmm. Except wait, when it doesn't, somebody didn't come through on the, our, on their end. And I think, well, it's not God, <laughs> you know, he has all power. It must be me. And so I am just beating myself up over and over and over again uh, because I must have failed. I didn't have enough faith. I didn't persevere enough. I didn't whatever, whatever, whatever. And I am just, you know, in the throngs of of uh, self-flatulation, just hurting myself, uh, you know, with my mind bully. Well, it gets to the point that... Uh, um, you know, we're just, we're out of money. And so I have to go out and get a job. And, mm -hmm. you know, no, it, it's one thing to, you know, to get a job and stuff like that. But so I've had this question all along, was I wrong? You know, like I have this horrible little devil angel, you know, <laughs> whispering into my ear, you know, all the doubts, all the worries, all the fears. And I'm just thinking, was I wrong on all of this stuff? And, 
And I don't have a definitive answer because I'm still getting up. I'm still trying. I'm still pursuing my dream. But now that I'm getting a job, like it just seems like it's a definitive answer that no, I wasn't inspired. No, I wasn't called to something greater. No, my life doesn't mean anything more than bringing home a paycheck and doing, you know, the, the daily grind kind of thing. And I'm just, it's feeling like the end of everything. Well, right about this time that I get the job, uh, I have, I, I, I was sitting down in my in my bed and i was you know coming up with some ideas to reach out to podcasters like you to get on their shows and let them know about what i was doing and i came up with kind of a fun little uh title you know show teaser and it was how live streaming saved my business and my sanity and as hmm. i wrote that i thought oh, that's kind of catchy and i and i like laughed a little bit like that and then i thought yeah but i don't do live video. <laughs> I've never done live video. And live video terrifies me because, oh my goodness, so many things could go wrong. But there was something in my heart that spoke to me that said, Scott, this message is for you. But it was that same message that, you know, I followed all along the way on all of these different things that I thought were failures. Um, Anyway, well, I, I put that aside for the night and uh, and the next morning, I just couldn't get it out of my mind. So I thought I'm going to figure out how to do live streaming. I thought that's what live video was, that you're broadcasting live. And uh, and so I started learning about those things. And so as I started this new job, I started a new series. Uh, it was I call it Big Purpose Mastermind. And basically, I just I looked at all of the uh, all of the major I wouldn't call them influencers. I call them impact makers or masters of influence. These people that were making a living, making a difference. And I followed them and, and, and I was like, what is it that they are doing in their videos that makes them stand out? And so I would, you know, I, anyway, I would do these live shows and I'd pick apart what they were doing. And, and one of the things that I found, you know, as I'm doing this and at the same time, you know, I'm working 40 hours plus I've got a, a two hour daily commute. Uh, to Ooh. this job and just, you know, all this stuff, I have less time, less energy. And so I have to streamline everything that I'm doing so that I can even just stay in the game. Well, I I hired a coach eventually to, you know, kind of help me to grow my audience and and do some things like that. And, one of the, and I was talking to her one day about all these different failures that I've had. And one thing that she pointed out to me that I just thought was so remarkable is she said, Scott, the aim of the game, talking about entrepreneurship, the aim of the game is to stay in the game until you win the game. And I realized that's what live video did for me. Yes, it was live streaming when I got, uh, you know, that, I, that is where it started. But then I found that I could use these live video principles in every aspect of the sales cycle. You know, in outreach, outreach videos to people, in videos on my website, in product development, like I have an entire course and it was all you know, recorded using live video principles. So anyway, as I as I realized that through the trial that I went through, it actually taught me the things that I needed to do to create video that had low risk, that had high impact, that um, that worked with uh, with the limited time that I had. And uh, and just anyway, it was just it was kind of cool to discover, you know, really the live video system and what that means for somebody and how they can use that. Does that make sense to you, Allison? It totally does. And I'm so glad that you were very open and vulnerable, really talking about the pains and the struggles growing a business, because I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs who, when they fail, maybe the first or the second time, they throw in the towel and think that's it. 
And so I'm so glad that your business coach pointed that out to stay in the game, to win the game. I think that's awesome. Are you just too scared to do video? According to Forbes, marketers who use video grow revenue 49% faster than those who don't. But let me guess, you just don't know where to start with video creation. You are scared to step in front of a camera. You've tried video before and failed miserably, or you can't afford to pay a professional. If this is you, you need Phone Video 101 to learn how to shoot and edit video on your phone. No expensive or clunky gear. Go from camera shy to camera brave, learn every step of editing, learn the tricks of the trade, learn how to compose any shot, and all you need is your phone. Enroll now at phonevideo101.com forward slash go and use the code BOSSLADY to get 25% off. Again, that's phonevideo101.com forward slash go and code BOSSLADY to get a savings of 25%. It's time to leverage video like a boss. And I think there's no surprise that you have a lot of experience with video and as a filmmaker. So my Mm. question is, because a lot of people might assume, oh, you're a filmmaker or you're into video. So it obviously becomes very easy for you, (laughs) right? So it's an incorrect (laughs) assumption, but yeah, that's what people think, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming it wasn't always easy for you to kind of hit that red light and you see that red light in front of you and it's recording. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let me back up a little bit and tell you some stuff about me that I don't know, I'm still a bit embarrassed about. Um, But okay. So when you think about filmmakers, you think about people that like are running the cameras and that are into this whole thing. You got to understand. And that's true. You know, I mean, some people run the cameras, but there are so many different people involved. I'm actually a writer by trade, you know, and then I turned into a writer, producer, director, and, you know, I do editing now too. Um, But it's very much behind the scenes. You stay behind the camera. If you step out in front of the camera, it's like this totally unsettling thing. In fact, years ago, uh, when my son, he was like eight years old, I was called to be the cub master. And it was really fun. You know, you got to hang out with the kids and play with them and, you know, do some fun scouty stuff. But they had this terrible thing every month called pack meeting. And pack meeting was where Mm -hmm. the parents had come and you'd have to, you know, you'd give the kids their awards and stuff like that. And I didn't mind hanging out with the kids and doing stuff with them, but standing up in front of eight adults was terrifying to me. And so I would script out every single pack meeting, uh, the things that I would do. And I had this assistant and he was just fun and he was amazing. And he would show up in bear pants that were these big fuzzy things and he could just be himself. And he was amazing. And I'm like, how do you do that? So you got to understand where I started was a a total shell of myself. And because of the process, the journey that God took me on, now I'm in front of the camera. Now I'm sharing things. Now we're on a podcast, like all of these things that would have absolutely terrified me before. Now I'm I'm able to do. And so if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, well, it works for him or it'll work for her because they're confident or because whatever, 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 and you're not seeing yourself in that role, you got to understand God is calling you to do something. You have greatness within you. And when you start to explore that, and when you start to share that, and when you start to move forward with action, 
you're going to find out that, that that shell that you've been hiding in, it starts to fall apart and you start to become the best full version of yourself. Does that make sense to you, Allison? Absolutely. And I think too, a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize doing video is not something that comes natural. I believe doing video is a skill that is learned mm, and you yeah. are always trying to improve that skill. To this day, if I had to choose between being behind the scenes and editing a video versus being in front of the camera, to this day, I will still choose being behind the camera and editing. The editing yeah. portion and putting it all together, that's my favorite thing to do, editing podcasts. But hitting that record button, there's always that sense of like, you feel it in your gut and mm. you got to take that deep breath. And I always say, well, instead of being fearful, it's the same thing as being excited. It's the same feeling. So I always try to tell myself, if this is not a fear, this is excitement to, like you said, do God's work. So I just want the audience to really understand that doing video, being a filmmaker, it's not something that comes natural. It is a skill that is learned over time. And you just have to really be willing to do it because there's so many benefits of doing video. And speaking of benefits, I was wondering if you would be willing to share maybe some strategies that entrepreneurs can start putting into place to actually start using video for their business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the one of the things that I profess that I, that I teach people is the live video system. Okay. And what this is, is it is a way for you to be able to easily and effortlessly, I like to say push button easy, create video, create content that lets you show up authentically and really connect with your audience. So live, first of all, live video doesn't mean you're broadcasting it live. But it means that you don't have to have video editors. You don't have to have a video crew. You don't have to have all of these things that are going to take time and energy and effort out. You can just show up and share the things that you have. You press record, you, you know, you push to broadcast, whatever, and you're able to create tons of content. So live actually stands for four different things. First of all, it stands for low risk. So I shared with you a little bit about my um, the things that I had done. And I took my whole 401k savings, put it into these three beautiful films. Oh my <laughs> goodness. They're so wonderful. You can still find them on YouTube. Um, but they were very risky. And risk, I like to think of as irreversible negative outcome. And so what happened when they failed, when they didn't produce the return that I expected, you know, I'm in the corner rocking back and forth. You know, just so... <laughs> you know, uh, like I'm having this total negative outcome with that. Well, if you could reduce that risk, if you can create lots of content that is smaller and that doesn't um, have that that guilt and shame that could come with it, um, you're going to be able to create more content. Because, you know, like you said, the, the entrepreneurial journey is not a straight line. You're going to have failures. You're going to have pivots. You're going to have twists and turns. And so you want to have low risk. So that's the L in, in live video system. The I is instant. That doesn't mean that you're broadcasting it instantly, but it means that like you're creating it. Like as soon as you're done talking, you're done making your video and it just makes it so much easier. Uh, next thing is valuable. That's what the V stands for. You're sharing valuable content. And then E is everyday life. You're making yourself easily accessible to people as the person that you really are and, and how you do this. So just real quick, one example. So um, one of my films uh, is in fact, is one of those 401k 
films. It's called Falling Up. Beautiful story about Meg Johnson. True story. Um, it's anyways, beautiful. It's on YouTube. And last I checked, it has like 85,000 views, which is nice. Except a couple of years ago, I was online and trying to um, trying to figure out how to fix my lawnmower. And I <laughs> needed to replace the gas tank. And so I did a Google search on how to do this on the model and whatever. And I watched this kid with his iPhone in, the, in his garage. And he recorded this video on how to do that. He had 230,000 views. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like a piece of crap, you know, when you're talking cinematography, but he had valuable content. He was sharing stuff that helped other people. And he was able to create, 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 create all of this content. Whereas because I was into perfectionism and because I had my mindset the wrong way, you know, geared the wrong way, it was not as helpful then. So anyway, as I teach people, you know, you want to follow a system that helps you create content easily and effortlessly, lots of it, and uh, and and really get them get them out there. Um, one, so you asked for framework. So I wanted to talk about the five mistakes mompreneurs make in creating video, and I think you're going to catch a lot of that already from my story. The first one is spending time or money to make a perfect or a stunning video. You spend all that time on it and like all of your effort, really, you're you're trying to avoid, I mean, you're using a perfectionism as a shield so that people don't really see you. Uh, you're going to want to be able to create lots of content. Okay. The next one is following a one and done strategy, which means that you're not producing enough content. You, you're putting it all into one thing and really you need to have lots of content out there. People need multiple times to interact with you, to hear your message, to hear your story, to connect with you. So um, that's number two, uh, waiting until you can afford it. <laughs> that's a big mistake, you know, because often we think we got to hire a video crew. We have to have this big team or we have to have a big studio set up or whatever, whatever, whatever. And we put that off. Okay, don't make that mistake. Uh, and I, the number four actually is hiring a video crew. And I don't mean to dissuade you from hiring a video crew. I love video people. I hire them. I, I love what they do. The problem is, as an entrepreneur, you're going to be having these pivots and these twists and turns in your bid in your business. And if you can only create content when other people when you're dependent on other people you know they're you're just it's such it's so much more risk uh rather than being able to record stuff again low risk uh but lots of content you're going to be able to pivot easily and use it in every aspect of the sales cycle whether it's a video on your website whether it's a lead generation thing whether it's a webinar whether it's you know facebook or instagram live or something and then the uh, the last one is to overstress or overproduce something so that it becomes not relatable. When you show up false and phony, um, people don't connect with you because we connect with the raw and the real and the imperfect and the flawed humans. Because when we see flawed humans, we go, she's just like me. Mm -hmm. You know, she's got the same heartache that I've got. And that's where people connect. So anyway, hopefully that helps you real quickly understand kind of the five mistakes I've made. <laughs> and, uh, and I think a lot of mompreneurs make, does that make sense to you, Allison? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to go back to that first mistake you're talking about, like trying your bit or I guess trying to make your videos perfect. Yeah. Here's what I have found. Cause I still will fall into that. Just being that creative kind of person I am, you're 
there's always that perfection that kind of sneaks in. And I find that, especially on Instagram, when it comes to like producing some reels, I find that the reels that I just throw together and it's just me just talking in the camera, talking about something that's relatable. Those are the reels that always perform the best and get the most engagement, get the most views. The other reels that I try to craft, do some great transition and try to like perfect the timing, they tank. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm just not, I'm just not going to deal with those anymore. I'm just going to show up, talk to my audience, be relatable. I think one of them that got the most was talking about it's okay on Mondays to not be super productive. Mondays Mm -hmm. don't need to be super productive. You can actually just kind of use it as a CEO day and just kind of look at your goals and and then jump into it on Tuesdays. That was my best performing reel to this day. And it was just me (laughs) talking. It was, it was just like, okay, I think it, cause it's relatable and I'm sharing a story because I'm sure there's a lot of mompreneurs that wake up, even entrepreneurs, they wake up on Monday and go, oh, it's Monday. I'm supposed to be super productive today. Mondays are the day, but not always. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy how it is those raw and real ones that connect with people. And so years ago when I was pushing the happiness stuff and I was trying to, you know, promote my book and the app and all sorts of stuff, uh, I was, I got into content marketing, which is where you'd create these long blogs and, you Mm -hmm. know, and you'd get that out and hopefully people would see that. And then they'd say, Hey, I want to know more about what, you know, he or she's got. Uh, well, it would take me forever to write these things. And then, and and I had a, you know, I had made goals for myself to release every week or something like that. And and it was, there was a deadline. And the night before, uh, the night before it was supposed to happen, we had this basketball game and it was a silly basketball game. And anyway, um, I ended up just writing about that. It's like 1030 at night. I'm exhausted. We've had this game and I shared my experience. And then two months later, I went to a conference with all these people kind of in that space. And everybody who was on my list would come up to me and say, hey, I love that post that you shared about the basketball game. Like they couldn't remember anything else. I had spent (laughs) hours you know, finessing, but it was that thrown together thing that was just real and raw and just, you know, me. So yeah, I think the more we have the opportunity to show up as ourselves, the more we're going to connect with people and they're going to go, yeah, you know, her message is for me or his or whatever. Yeah, I think we need to stop overthinking our content and just put it out there because you can always tweak it down the road and reshare it. That's the, I think that's the other thing when it comes to content, even video content, you don't need to do it just one time. You can actually take the same content, tweak it and do it again and again and again and deliver your message. Now, I do have one last question for you, Scott. What do you think is the biggest obstacle for like your everyday entrepreneurs or even your introverted people (laughs) when it comes to using video to scale their business? Yeah, that's really easy. It's fear. Yeah. It's that perfectionism. It's that wanting to, you know, hide behind the shield and not let people see us for who we are. And I, I was listening to another podcast just this last weekend and heard some really cool things that helped reframe what fear is for me. And fear can actually be a good thing because it points to us, points us to this identity that is flawed, that is not true, that we have been embracing about ourselves. And so when we get rid of that false fake identity, we understand who we truly are, 
we can step into that, then we're coming from a, a different space where it's not we are afraid people are going to see us because we're not living that lie and trying to cover it up. But we are we're stepping into who we truly are. Then we're able to be authentic. We're able to be real, and that it's it's less about us and it's more about those that we're called to serve. So being able to switch that perfectionism around, um, you know, the the fake shield that it is to be able to show up just authentically uh, is I think really the secret to overcoming yourself because your biggest obstacle, we talked about this before we went live, is it's in our head. You know, mm -hmm. we got to get the mindset, we got to get the skill set and the tool set, but the biggest one is mindset. That's the thing that keeps us stuck. Yeah. And when you talk about being authentic, I'm going to mm -hmm. add another word on that. I think what will set you apart from other entrepreneurs is being authentically available to your mm. audience. Be available to them. So when you're creating content and you're putting video or static posts or anything out there on your website, social media, it's not just about leaving it there. Be available in the comments. Be available in the DMs. Be available in your emails. Be available in any Facebook groups. Don't ignore the people reaching out to you. And I think that's what's really going to make the difference and what's going to have people further that relationship with you and really relate to you because not only is your content authentic, but you are authentically available to them and you are there to serve them. Yeah, that's a really good point. And one thing that I have done, maybe not enough, <laughs> but I've done it and I'm like, wow, that really works. And that is to use the live video principles uh, even just in audio or something like that. So it's like sending DMs to people that uh, that had commented to me or, or posted something and just say, hey, thanks for that. Da -da -da -da. You know, just like it's 20 seconds. Yes. But it creates this connection because there's it because you know, there's this authenticity that comes with it. And very easily you can create these things and send them out, but it does make yourself more accessible and uh, and builds that connection with them. And it just makes you more human. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I have to tell you, this was an awesome conversation today, Scott. Super cool. I know a lot of mompreneurs are definitely want to get in touch with you. So where can they see your work and get in contact with you? Yeah. Uh, easiest place is scottwilhite.com. And uh, you go there and I've got lots of tools and resources uh, to help people to really embrace the power of video. I believe that video, okay, I believe that we buy from those we know, like, and trust, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's never going to change. And also never in the history of our world has it been more possible for you to become someone that anybody can know, like, and trust because you can show up on video where they can look in your eyes, they can see the light of Christ in there, they can hear the authentic, you know, the uh, the emotion in your voice. You become someone they know, like, and trust, and you shortcut that, get to know you, period, by using video. So anyway, I have lots of tools and resources there if that's something that you're interested in, and uh, and a podcast as well that you can hop into. So. Anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you, Allison, for letting me hop on your podcast with you. Yeah, thank you. And I will make sure that everything is in the show notes. And thanks for being here. 
I can't thank you enough for listening today and supporting this show. The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyinsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.